0: Minutes on mastery is brought to you by athletic greens. This is author David Epstein on the finding mastery podcast with Michael Gervais explaining why he believes hyper specialization in sport is dangerous for kids, for kids, what are are some of your thoughts for, for the next generation here? I, I worry a lot about the trend toward early hyper specialization toward the, and I'm planning to do some writing about this toward the tiger woods model where i think in golf maybe it works is very very early and he was unusual in a lot of ways but golf is not necessarily a good model of a lot of other things people want to do inside and outside of sports and the what the aggregate data says is actually the typical elite performer has a range of breadth of experience early on where they use how to they learn how to use their body they learn what sports they like and you know, it's almost like they're becoming bilingual and, and thus becoming like more able to, to learn another language later, but they're doing it with perceptual skill. And so I think this well-intentioned drive to train kids like pros, um, by, to give them an early advantage by doing that, really ends up teaching them constrained skills, gives them an illusory advantage, where it's like teaching a kid to walk early, but all the other kids are going to learn to walk, so it's going to cease to be an advantage, so it's really a catch-up. So you see this fade-out of advantage and ends up constraining them. Uh, And so I think with good intentions, you know, we might end up making really good 10 year olds, but are sometimes ruining some of the best 20 year olds. I think that's why we're finding like Jean Cote at Queens University keeps finding that there's increasing and increasing, increasingly higher odds ratios of kids, of top pro athletes coming from these smaller towns, even in sports like basketball, which we used to associate with um, big city uh, teams, because those are the places where the youth. Teams aren't so competitive that the kids can actually have some sport diversity early on. They don't have to specialize in baseball to make the 12-year-old team. And so they can develop in a way that's more appropriate. Like the, I, I was talking to Ian Yates, who is the, uh, has been a performance director for various sports in the UK, I think cycling most recently. And he said the problem he has now is kid, his parents come in and say, I want my kid who's 13 or whatever doing what Chris Froome is doing right now. Instead of saying they want them doing what Chris Froome was doing when he was thirteen, which was very different um, in developing this sort of range of other skills. God, what a what a great what a great insight! That's a really cool insight, David. Not mine. That was Ian's. Yeah, um, I know. That's just <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's a really cool insight. But so I think I think it's good intentions. It's really it's really it goes back to that point of how do you balance long term and short term? It's really hard to not prescribe somebody what to do, in, you know, and feeling like you're giving them a head start. And yet that the fade out of those constrained skill head starts is pretty well documented in a lot of areas. For the full Finding Mastery podcast, head over to findingmastery.net or check us out on iTunes. And for a special offer from Athletic Greens, head to athleticgreens.com slash findingmastery.